former White House chief of staff and alleged spirit cooker John Podesta is getting another job in the White House a few years after being connected to none other than Marina Abramovich. And Russell Brand has come out and made statements that many are seeing as a conversion to Christianity, while others are hearing a New Age teaching wrapped in Christian clothing. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be looking at none other than John Podesta, who was exposed by none other than WikiLinks, as well as taking a look at a video that a number of people have talked about concerning Russell Brand, where a lot of people in watching the video are saying this is a clear-cut conversion to Christianity. And we do have a lot of other people saying there are a lot of things I'm looking at and cannot say I know this guy is a brother. But before we get into that, we would love for you to make sure to like this video as well as subscribe to the Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel. You can click the little bell there to get a ding so you get a notification whenever we upload videos. We always try to have a few of them a week for you guys, whether they are shorts or whether they're with Joe or a live show, whatever it may be. And also make sure to leave a five-star review if you feel so led on anywhere podcasts are found if you're listening via podcast. But with all of that, what we want to talk about is not only what's going on with John Podesta, and we'll get into the Russell Brand stuff a little bit later, but a lot of people maybe have forgotten who John Podesta is. And we actually had an entire video that uh, this company that we are (laughs) currently uploading our videos to their site uh, actually took down the video and we've had to upload it different ways to get the information out because we do believe the information is quite important, especially when you see uh, a lot of the strings that are being played by some of those that are in higher positions. And the Bible is very clear in Ephesians 2, 2, that the prince of the power of the air, that Satan will work through sons of disobedience. And it is also very clear that we are not simply wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, right? We need to recognize to be sober and vigilant because our adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion. We need to recognize that we are in a spiritual battle. So when we see all these wicked things and the things that people are involved in, Recognize the spirit behind those things and not simply just, hey, this person's really bad. But why is this all coming up? That happens to be because a lot of people are surprised that John Podesta, being not only formerly a chief of staff for Bill Clinton, but also helping to advise Barack Obama and then also being the campaign manager for Hillary Clinton, He's now taking over a new job, and this is what it says, according to The Guardian. John Podesta, Biden's new top climate diplomat, is uniquely qualified. The Washington Insider brings a wealth of experience, but will combine role with implementing U.S. domestic climate policy. John Podesta's elevation to become the U.S.'s top climate diplomat has been welcomed by environmental groups, but the stakes, as well as the scope of the job itself, are set to be enormous. Podesta, the veteran Democratic Party strategist, has been chosen by Joe Biden to lead his administration's international climate policy efforts, replacing John Kerry, the U.S. climate envoy who will step down at some point this spring. 
So why does this all matter? It matters because John Podesta has been exposed by WikiLeaks for being connected to Marina Abramovich. And in fact, in the exposing, mentions specifically a very satanic event that he was being invited to and actually, hey, uh, you know, make sure, and an email sent to his brother, make sure that your brother comes as well. And as we mentioned before, we have exposed this. And it's not just Podesta here, but even Andrew Breitbart. Uh, he died not long after in public on video warning that he was going to also expose John Podesta. And he died right after that, which is very interesting. But check out this video regarding the very spirit cooking that Podesta was involved in. Crowley and Satanist Marina Abramovich was catapulted to infamy as one of the subjects of the most bizarre of the WikiLeaks revelations, tying Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, John Podesta, and the highest echelons of government to Satanist organizer Aleister Crowley and his satanic sex magic cult. Abramovich, quite like Gaga, likes to dress up like a witch and to adorn herself with goat's heads and devil horns and all sorts of satanic symbolism. Abramovich said, quote, my mother dressed me as a devil when I was four years old for a party. I have no idea why she dressed me as a devil. I think to mark my life." End quote. According to WikiLeaks, Abramovich invited Hillary's campaign chairman, John Podesta, to her home for a satanic spirit cooking dinner as though it was a routine practice. This gives us incredible insight into the satanic practices of the political elite at the highest echelons of government. Some of WikiLeaks' statements regarding the revelation stated, quote, Tony Podesta by day, mild-mannered foreign agent for Saudi Arabia, by night, spirit cooker. Or, the Podesta's a spirit cooking dinner? It's not what you think. It's blood, sperm, breast milk, but mostly blood. And yet another WikiLeak, quote, Podesta participated in potentially satanic spirit cooking. In an email revealed by WikiLeaks in June of 2015 by Abramovich to John Podesta's brother, Tony Podesta, Gaga's close friend Abramovich wrote, quote, I am so looking forward to the spirit cooking dinner at my place. Do you think you will be able to let me know if your brother is joining? All my love, Marina. Tony Podesta forwarded the email to his brother John Podesta asking, quote, Are you in New York City Thursday, July 9th? Marina wants you to come to dinner. End quote. What is John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman at the time and a high-ranking member of the DNC, doing hanging out with Satanists and being invited to their rituals? You can't make this stuff up, folks. The satanic ritual, which Podesta was expected to attend, as you shall see, if done according to Satanist Aleister Crowley's Book of the Law, which Abramovich appears to be largely following, involves child sacrifice. Most everyone missed the child sacrifice connection with spirit cooking. We know that Abramovich was using much of Crowley's spirit cooking recipe for devil worshippers because she documented this for us in a video where you can see her writing down many of the ingredients for spirit cooking. The satanic spirit cooking ritual is better known as the cake of light ritual among Crowleyan Satanists and is like a blasphemous satanic sacrament practiced by Crowley's OTO members that mocks Jesus' last supper of partaking of unleavened bread in remembrance of Jesus' love and death for the sins of the world to deliver them from hell. As you can see, she also uses Crowleyan symbols like the triangle and the number of the Antichrist 666. All of this is quite revealing as to what many of these people in the higher echelons of politics and the entertainment world are all about. 
We also see here that Abramovich appears to really love the number of the beast as her Twitter handle is AbramovichM666. The Cake of Light ritual was created by Crowley and conducted as part of Crowley's Gnostic Mass ritual where, quote, a small flat wafer, end quote, is used and made out of honey, oil, and bodily excrements like menstrual blood, breast milk, urine, and sperm. In chapter 20 of Crowley's book, Magic and Theory and Practice, a footnote on the contents when discussing spirit cooking includes procuring the flesh blood of an animal. According to Crowley, quote, the subtle principle of animal life itself is fixed in them by the introduction of fresh living blood, end quote. In Abramovich's video, she claims that she used pig's blood Crowley and Satanists often take the Devil's Supper every day as the most important of Crowley's satanic sacraments to be fully possessed by the Devil. Crowley taught in his Magic, Book 4, quote, a Eucharist of some sort should most assuredly be consummated daily by every magician, and he should regard it as the main sustenance of his magical life. It is of more importance than any other magical ceremony because it is a complete circle, end quote. Abramovich's prospective spirit cooking dinner with Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, John Podesta, reveals she is no mere neophyte to Crowleyan Satanism as she writes on a wall, in blood, the Crowleyan recipe for the ritual, mix fresh breast milk with fresh sperm, fresh morning urine sprinkle over nightmare dreams. With a sharp knife, cut deeply into your middle finger, eat the pain, end quote. According to Crowley's satanic cult, a batch of the sacrificial meal could make up to 50 or more cakes. Abramovich appears to make something similar to the Cake of Light. Here she is seen with her friend and fellow occult practitioner, popular actor James Franco, who she instructs to close his eyes as he eats a special cake covered with gold. Eat it slowly and just really feel the texture and the taste. In her video that she herself calls spirit cooking, we see a few seconds where she cuts to a clip of her wrapped up by a serpent. As we shall see, this imagery reveals the main purpose of spirit cooking. Lady Gaga, Abramovich, John Podesta, and James Franco seems like birds of a satanic feather flock together. Apparently Abramovich's planned dinner with Podesta was not merely art as Abramovich admitted in an online interview when asked about Crowley's magic spelled with a K, she stated, quote, Everything depends on which context you are doing what you are doing. If you are doing the occult magic in the context of art or in a gallery, then it is the art. If you are doing it in a different context, in spiritual circles or a private house, e.g. John Podesta and her, or on TV shows, it is not art. The intention, the context of what is made and where it is made defines what art is or not." End quote. As wicked and as evil as the satanic cake of light ritual is, the spirit cooking ritual becomes all the more sinister when we read from Aleister Crowley himself that the blood is to be procured at least in part from a child's sacrifice. In Crowley's Book of the Law, he gives evil and twisted instructions in regard to the ingredients of spirit cooking, which he claimed were dictated to him by a spirit entity named Iwas, whom he identifies in other writings as Satan himself. In the so-called cakes of light, which are at the heart of Abramovich's spirit dinner. Satanists are instructed to provide, quote, rich, fresh blood, then the fresh blood of a child, end quote. We read that Satan instructed Crowley and Satanists in the Book of the Law after instructing to use rich, fresh blood that, quote, the best blood is of the moon monthly, speaking, of course, of menstrual blood, then the fresh blood of a child, 
or dropping from the host of heaven, then of enemies, then of priests, or of worshippers, last of some beast, no matter what, this burn, of this make cakes, and eat unto me." End quote. This is a reference to the spirit that is channeling Crowley, wanting worship from child sacrifice. A sacrifice that Abramovich and John Podesta and who knows how many others potentially practice. Here we see her walking around one of her so-called art shows where cakes are formed into human bodies and then eaten. Different celebrities appear with her at this show, including Blondie and Gwen Stefani. Of course, Lady Gaga is not the only one that Abramovich has had such a strong influence on. She has also influenced the music of Jay-Z. The deeper meaning behind the spirit cooking ritual, which was also revealed in Abramovich's video, was missed by pretty much everyone. The purpose is to realize one's supposed divinity and become one with the spirit of Satan, hence the term spirit cooking. Crowley taught the lie that Satan told Eve in Eden, and the lie of the Antichrist, that man can become God. Crowley stated that the result of spirit cooking is, quote, day by day, matter is replaced by spirit, the human by the divine. Ultimately, the change will be complete. God, manifest in the flesh, will be his name, end quote. However, the reality is one becomes more and more at one with the devil and shares his eternal destiny in the lake of fire. In Abramovich's video on spirit cooking, after listing on a wall some of the ingredients of the cake of light, Abramovich's video cuts to a clip of a huge snake wrapping around her body. This underscores the satanic goal of the spirit cooking ritual in invoking the serpent of old, a biblical symbol for the devil. Abramovich is simply declaring that spirit cooking makes you one with the devil. Crowley's Book of the Law states that the world is to be ruled by a group of satanic elite supermen under the authority of the beast or the antichrist and Satan. The Book of the Law states, quote, let my servants be few and secret. They shall rule the many and the known, end quote. Through the WikiLeaks revelations, we received a rare window into how some of Satan's apparent servants like John Podesta and Marina Abramovich are worshiping him in secret. Satanist Marina Abramovich was officially invited to Hillary's campaign launch at Franklin D. Roosevelt for Freedoms Park at Roosevelt Island in New York City. It was at the same park that Hillary Clinton's husband, Bill Clinton, revealed that Hillary was still receiving spirit messages from spirit entities via what Hillary claims to be Eleanor Roosevelt. And according to Bill Clinton, she claimed that she had received a fresh revelation for the audience at the park. My wife, now the Secretary of State, was known to commune with Eleanor on a regular basis. And so she called me last night on her way home from Peru to remind me to say that, that Eleanor had talked to her and reminded her that I should say that. Now, when we see all those things, obviously it's grotesque, it's disgusting and so forth. But I do think there are a lot of people that have had their eyes opened in regards to, hey, the people the higher ups, they, they don't always have our best interest in mind. It is interesting. You know, it's a so-called old boys club where everyone gets invited and here you get to take this position and this position and now you can fight for climate change or whatever it is and have your pockets lined this way. But a lot of people see that evil intent and go, wow, I can't believe how wicked it is. And what is interesting is this has... Because a lot of the journalism, a lot of people are getting fired now when it comes to some of the biggest newspapers and so forth. And a lot of what we call independent journalism or videos just like this on 511 News where we examine things and try to bring them in light of scripture. But other people have this independent 
I guess, arena that they're able to just say, hey, I can share whatever I want. Now, there's good and bad to that. We don't want to quiet people if they have the truth to be shared, but there is a lot of false things or there are a lot of false things that are shared. But we obviously knew that was happening and there was conglomerates helping to push those narratives. And somebody who has exposed that and therefore has been seen somewhat of a beacon of hope on the right side, so to speak, is comedian and actor Russell Brand. And because of that, he's had interviews with people like Tucker Carlson and other people that are identified with more of a right-wing sort of understanding of politics. And a lot of people have seen that and said, wow, look at the evolution of this guy, who at one point was literally smoking crack. And then, not long after that, was eventually using psychedelics and doing new age guru stuff on video for people. And then he obviously had a very big, um, you know, a lot of people knew who he was because he was with Katy Perry and then cheated on Carrie, P Katy Perry and had a lifestyle that was very lascivious and out in the open. And then more recently, when he had some of these more what people would say are conservative views on things, then all of a sudden he's being exposed for some of that old behavior that he was participating in. But a lot of people have noticed that he has said a lot of things about Jesus. Uh, before, he would say that we're all gods. Uh, he was doing ohms and so forth on video. And then more recently, he got a tattoo about with Jesus Christ on his arm. But when he did that and when he was explaining it, he talked about Christ consciousness, another new age uh, sort of thing uh, that we're going to be, I don't want to get deep into the weeds there because there's not that much time to talk about it. But yes, more new age kind of propaganda and nonsense that's not true to who Jesus was. And it actually comes from Gnosticism. But nonetheless, the more recent video is the one that people are pointing to. And just the aesthetic when you're watching it, notice he's on a yoga mat. <laughs> it looks like there is some uh, new age stuff still going on, but he pulls up a cross and then he starts talking about how much meaning this cross has. And, and I've watched videos and responses from different uh, Christian influences or YouTube channels and what they think about it. And most of them are like, well, look, it's a conversion. This guy is, is in Christ. And there are some things in watching this video that make me, that cause me to pause, especially coming from that new age background. And plenty of wonderful people have come out of the new age and come to Christ. Pastor Joe Schimmel of Good Fight Ministries is one of them. But when we look at this, we really do need to do an examination and say, okay, where are some things and still be loving and hope that this evolution that you've seen, not a uh, devolution where you devolve, but this sort of idea of spirituality, let's hope that he keeps coming all the way to the truth and not stop here where a lot of people hear Christian book, as he's going to mention here, and not realize that that is actually has a lot of new age little hallmarks in it as well. The reason I wear a cross is because Christianity and in particular, the figure of Christ are, it seems to me, inevitably becoming more important as I become more familiar with suffering, purpose, self, and not self. Reading the Bible a lot more, and as I've told you before, I'm reading Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. When I grew up, Christianity seemed like it was either really irrelevant and old fashioned and sort of dusty and sort of incense and sort of, or they tried to modernize it and it seems just like, 
right, okay, we're going to talk about Jesus. And like both of those routes seem like, oh, I don't know if there's anything for me. And I suppose it takes a certain amount of adulthood and it might be different for all of us. For me, it seems that it's taken quite a lot to recognise that you need, I need a personal relationship with God. It occurred to me that if instead of always talking to myself inwardly, I could replace one of those voices with an indwelling God. He says in Galatians, it is our job to die so that as Christ died on the cross, he might be reborn in us. I'm very interested to hear what you think, because for me, my heart is open. Now, one encouragement I want to say regarding that statement, it seemed like he was almost, he did bring up Galatians. It seemed like he was quoting Galatians 2.20, well, at least trying to. And Galatians 2.20 is one of my favorite verses where Paul talks about how it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. But there are still things going on, even not in that video before I examine specifically a book that he mentioned in there. There are still things going on that even after this, he did an interview with Tucker Carlson and he talked again about being one with nature, which will once again be a little bit of an issue if you're going to be coming to Christ. You have to have some purpose in your life. And secondly, people must relearn a connection to their land. Our connection to our lands has been broken. Clearly, what we're watching are the fruits of spiritual war. I, if you can think of a better explanation, let me know. Certainly the solution seems to me to be spiritual. And even when they're talking about ecology and evoking words like Gaia, like the spirit of the planet, it seems oddly utilitarian. The earth is a resource, even when claiming to care about the types of energy industry that might be most beneficial and those which might not be as beneficial. I don't see reverence. I don't see an acknowledgement of the sacredness of the earth, that the, that the earth is not a resource. It's not, you know, obviously the left and right are classically almost at this point divided around the subject of climate change. And what I feel is who, or who among us ought not love our planet and behave respectfully and reverentially and lovingly to our planet? And how is that going to happen if no one has a relationship with it? Now, notice he talked about the sacredness of uh, the earth and so forth in that. And we also, we, you know, I don't want to just lambast the guy and, and, and judge him completely because he may just not be there yet. And I don't know where he's at uh, in terms of true salvation, but a lot of these things that I'm hearing, uh, they're not indicative of somebody who has repented and turned to Christ, where they've had a change of, of mind and thought and heart, which leads to a change of action. Those things of the world and the new age, they turn them away from the new age and over to Christ. And so there are still a lot of things that are like, man, it's great that you're, seems like you're reading scripture, but let's read them with the, the lens of the Holy Spirit and not through the lenses of new age. And uh, the truth be told, and I listened to Ruslan talk about uh, this this video that Russell Brand, and one of the things he said was he thought that, you know, the purpose-driven church is actually pretty good. And he didn't think, uh, you know, he, he knows that a lot of people come against Rick Warren pretty harshly. And we are one of those who come against Rick Warren pretty harshly because of his ecumenism, uh, not only with Roman Catholics and so forth, but also even uh, when it came to signing documents that, as William Lane Craig uh, once said, uh, and then somewhat recanted, that if you sign the common word document between us and them with Muslims and Christians, you're basically signing up to be a Muslim. And not only that with Rick Warren, 
But, you know, more recently, obviously, with what's happened in the Southern Baptist Convention with him, but in the very book that Mr. Brand is talking about, The Purpose Driven Life, or, you know, there's a bunch of other books from that too, Purpose Driven Church and so forth, but The Purpose Driven Life, that very book has a lot of New Age teaching in it. And in fact, it really does follow a lot of the seeker-sensitive movement from the Robert Schulers and so forth. And I want to encourage you on a couple of things, one of which is if you have not read any of Warren Smith's exposés on this, another ex-New Ager who came to Christ, Warren Smith, his his book, Deceived on Purpose or A Wonderful Deception, which is somewhat of a follow-up, I encourage you to read them. And I want to play a clip of a video where he talks about how Rick Warren would use 15 different translations. Now, I don't have, I'm not a King James onlyist or anything like that, or an NASB or an ESV onlyist or anything like that. But when someone seems to be maneuvering their message to get something across, they'll use different translations. And some of them are just outright new age lies. Uh, One of which Warren Smith is going to expose not only for him guiding and looking like he's actually pushing forth the same stuff that Robert Schuler was involved in, especially some New Age teachers that he quotes. But I want you to listen to the version of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6, and hear the doctrine, the teaching, uh, the ideology that he actually is expressing in the book, which would fall right in line with someone who is in the New Age, sadly, and it looks like Russell Brand might still be in the New Age, and this book's not going to help to get him out of it. When I saw that Rick Warren, in The Purpose Driven Life, used a Bible that I'd never heard of before called the New Century Version Bible to cite Ephesians 4, 6, what he said was, using that Bible version, he said that God rules everything, is everywhere, and is in everything. That's when my head fell. That's when I, I said, Oh, Lord, you want me to quit my job again? <laughs> you mean I have to write another book? Because I had already seen that, that Rick Warren had cited Bernie Siegel, a New Age leader that I was very familiar with. Bernie Siegel has a spirit guide named George. He says that George helps him in everything that he does. How did Bernie Siegel get this spirit guide? He went to a medical conference and was led in a guided visualization to contact his spirit guide. And he said, you know, thinking, I guess, of himself as being somewhat important as a doctor, he said, you know, I sort of expected to have Jesus or Moses, but I had George. And it was a guy in white robes. Okay, so this is how Rick Warren introduces hope and purpose in his book, The Purpose Driven Life. I couldn't believe it. When I did a little bit of research, I found out that Robert Schuller had referred to Bernie Siegel as one of the greatest physicians of the 20th century, and that Bernie Siegel had endorsed one of Robert Schuller's books. And Rick Warren had gone to Robert Schuller's Institute for Successful Church Leadership, which Robert Schuller said that Rick Warren attended time after time. So I went, uh-oh, this looks like Robert Schuller all over again. Now, the very thing that's being pushed there is panentheism and that God is in every single thing, and using that version, which is not a true rendering of what the Scripture actually says, is, I mean, that that's, that, I'm sorry, this is from another spirit. I, I don't believe, there, there's no true repentance in the entire book of The Purpose Driven Life, and this is not 
a biblical book that Christians should be suggesting or reading. And whoever's encouraging him to read that, I would encourage him to throw that to the side and actually maybe read some of Warren Smith's books. That might be better. But exposed as false, the idea of pantheism or panentheism, whether is God is everything or is in every single thing, uh, is done away with immediately in 1 Kings chapter 19. Because in 1 Kings chapter 19, when Elijah is fleeing Jezebel, and then you have Elijah at Horeb, and you have God causing an earthquake and fire, it says this in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 says, So he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord was passing by. And a great and powerful wind was tearing out the mountains and breaking the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of gentle blowing. Notice that God cannot be everything or be in everything if he wasn't in these very things that we clearly see he was not inside of. So that is important for us to just debunk that new age lie and many others, and an understanding that we have sinned against God, that we, God made laws, and we have broken them. It's not just that there is suffering, everyone's suffering, and so we have to make sure we we can help people suffer less. No, that's not it at all. The truth is, is there is suffering, there is death, and there is destruction that is here because of sin. And guess what? Each and every one of us has partook of has given into sin, and each of us needs forgiveness that only comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not through a Christ consciousness. It's not through realizing oneself or understanding that God is within us, but it actually is knowing the living God and then being a temple of the Holy Spirit where God then comes to reside in us. That is what we need, and it is the promise that Jesus gave his disciples. He said, the Holy Spirit is with you, but he will be in you. And then at Pentecost, for every single person that comes after Pentecost, for every single person that comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ, that repents, that turns, has that change of mind and heart that leads to a change of action, that turns away from the world, turns to the Lord Jesus Christ, all of them are therefore given the Holy Spirit and as temples of God, now have the conviction of the Holy Spirit inside of us so that we can walk after and be the very thing that God has predestined us to be, and that is conformed to the image of His Son. If you are in Christ, you're going to turn to Him now. Or if you're not in Christ, you need to turn to Him now. And if you're in Him already, and you say, Lord, I want to serve you. I don't want to fall for New Age gurus and any nonsense, but I want to put all of my trust in you. Follow Christ, turn away from these things, put your trust in him, know him, and on the day of judgment, you will hear, well done, good and faithful servant, because you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures, and that he rose again victoriously on the third day according to the scriptures. And guess what? You'll get to be with him forever when he does away with all sin, with all sickness, with all death, with every tear. He will dry them up and we will be with our savior forever and ever this has been chad davidson this is the 511 news the 511 news with chad davidson has been brought to you by good fight ministries bringing you news and commentary from a christian perspective this show can be heard every friday wherever podcast shows are available 
or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.